What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Rails Podcast, episode number seven. I'm your host up in the great state of Maine, and I use the term great loosely, Anthony Verasso, uh, joined by my co-host, uh, Mikey McCarthy. Mikey, what's up, buddy? Anthony, I got one question before we start. Okay. Do you think I'm a psychopath because I like to take cold showers? Uh, what time of year do you take cold showers? Well, you know, I like I like to do it all the time. No, but like I don't sit there for cold for like ten minutes in the cold shower. I mean, first of all, like who doesn't like a good hot steamy shower? But me, on the other hand, I think a nice cold shower in the morning for like a few minutes. That'll really send a chill up your spine and wake you up. That's just my thoughts on that. You know, I don't mind it in like the hot summer in like the middle of July or something. But a day like today, I'm in like the low 20s where I am. I don't know where you are. But uh, yeah, no, I want that thing scalding hot on a day like today. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought you were going to say that I could have stopped at the word psychopath. <laughs> but <laughs> That's true. No, but yesterday, like I, like I dipped, I went for a quick like five second dunk in Winnipesaukee, which was nice. Okay, that's that's different than a hot like than the cold shower. So yeah, let's get into that. Over the weekend, you uh, looked like you were in New Hampshire, huh? Yeah, it was uh, very cold, very good. What the hell did you do? Go, you know, in depth with Mike. I went ice, a little I bit. went ice fishing. Hung out on some lakes for a couple for like, no, twelve hours at a time. Where? Uh, What'd you say? Lake Winnipesaukee you went to? That was the second one. The first one was Newfound Lake. Um, which is like a hat which is like I don't know, not twenty five minutes west of Winnipesaukee. So what did you do? Find like a hole to just jump in? Well no, I, I uh so we drilled a hole for ice fishing and then I you know, I just go upside down and dunk my head in. How how far did you dunk your head in? Past my ears. Oh wow. Yeah, that's uh, and then how were you like outside even longer? Like, how long until you got to go inside to like some warmth? Uh, well, there's a tent with a heater inside, so like it's pretty warm. It's like a sauna in there, so you know, it wasn't so bad after. So, what was the point of you dunking your head? Just like you I know was, what? well, I was warm because we were out there and I was skating around too, so I was like really hot and I was like sweating. You'd go for like a little dip or something, so I just decided to dunk my head in the freezing cold ice. You ever heard of pneumonia? No, who's that? You've never heard of, you know, getting pneumonia? Hypothermia and all that shit. Yeah, I feel like. Well, no, I'm saying like, you know, on a hot day or, you know, on a chilly day, like a chilly fall day, right? Say you're out doing some yard work, you got a hoodie on, you're sweating. You're like, oh, I'm going to pop this off, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. Next thing you know, you get a chill, boom, you can get pneumonia. I mean, that's kind of. My first thought when you just told me you were sweating because you were skating, so you dunk your height, dunk your head in some frigid cold waters. Yeah, people do that all the time on New Year's, except it's full body. Yeah, and they also run in to get out into those like thermal blankets. And oh, by the way, they do it for charity. Oh yeah, charity means they can't get freaking hypothermia now. No, but at least there's a <laughs> sane reason why they're doing it. <laughs> uh, no, it's funny though, Mikey. I you, you were snapping me about a hundred times both nights, and I was like, I commented commented back to you. I'm like, bud, like. Next time, just ask for my address. I mean, pick me up. I felt like I was with you the whole weekend. That's nice. I, I wanted to include you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you love sending the Snapchats whenever you go out. It's so funny to me. I haven't gone out much in, like, the last year or so. Like, I mean, who has? But, yeah. Well, I can tell you're in a great chipper mood today. Yeah, I'm fucking dandy. <laughs> uh, so, I actually, I went pond skating over the weekend, too. And, you know, where I am up in Maine and stuff like that, my girlfriend and I, we found this little, like, it's not a pond. It's like they flood, like, a big field or whatever. And so I made a post on Instagram the other day. And I just want to, like, because I had a couple people reach out to me thinking, like, are you injured or something? So I'll clear it up real quick. My girlfriend has a little brother, okay? He's, I think he's six, Okay, and he's like big into hockey. He started playing a couple years ago. He's got he, a rink in his backyard, so he's always trying to skate. Does he wipe his own so, ass? <laughs> I would guess. You drink formula? No, yeah, that's good. Uh, big daddy <laughs> quote right there because I'm clarifying the fuck out of that comment you just made. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 
so, he sends a video to Kaylee a couple weeks ago saying, show Anthony how fast I can skate. I bet you I can skate faster than him. So, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, obviously, if you've seen me skate, you know this kid's already faster. So, I'm like, okay. Let me send him a funny video back. So, I had my girlfriend record me. I, like, kind of got a couple strides. And then, Mikey, you know when you score, like, a, a lot of the NHL players do it. They go down on one knee and they scoop the ice. Yeah. Okay. So I did that to try to be funny, right? But they had these like they were like the size of like I don't know, I don't know, like a good rock, like these chunks above the ice that I didn't see one. And as I was doing it, my knee that was on the ground hit it, and it felt like I got shot. So I just went down, and it was like so painful. I'm on the ground, just like writhing in pain. But no, I'm fine. I posted it as a joke. Oh, yeah, you went. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, you went down in pain, and you were fine. You sh- I think you should go suit up for Montreal. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm Paul Pierce or anything, but <laughs> I, so I'm on the ground, and I'm like, so that's why I commented. You know, I posted. I tried to be funny, saying how it started, and I screenshotted what I was doing the scoop, and then how it ended. So to everybody, I'm fine. Just a little bump on the knee, but I'm good. I appreciate the reach outs. Yeah. So. Uh, Mikey, how was your Valentine's Day, bud? Good. I was out on the freaking lake having a dandy old time. How was yours? What did you do? Uh, actually, we just kind of hung out at the apartment, kind of stayed in yesterday, and my girlfriend hooked it up. We watched a marathon of, remember Rock of Love with Brett Michaels? No. You don't remember that show? It was I've on. never heard of it. It was one of those like reality dating shows, right? Like. So, obviously, you know, Brett Michaels, the lead singer of Poison. It was on VH1 back in, like, I think, like, 05, somewhere around there. And, you know, back then, he wanted to find his one true love, you know, because that's real serious, right, for him. And he had 25 different women show up. Once true love with the name Poison. Right. And absolutely, right off the bat, before, like, they get into the house, he eliminates five, okay? He eliminates five different women. And each week a woman doesn't get his quote unquote backstage pass to keep trying to date him. And so we, we watched like a good amount of that show. I mean, I used to be into that shit all the time. They had one of him. They had one. They actually, so if you can believe this, Mikey shocker, he didn't find love the first season. So we had to come back with a season two. And I believe one of the females from the second season had her own spinoff show. It was like Megan wants a millionaire, something like that. And, Long story short, the guy who won that show, they stopped production, like they stopped showing the episodes because the guy who ended up was going to win murdered his wife and uh, his his fiance in Canada before going on the show. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, so it was like you know those shows all stopped, but back wait, that was true. What he murdered his wife before he went on the show? Yeah, it it was kind of a fucked up story. How the fuck did he? How the how did he get to get on the show without the cops? Assuming he was a suspect. I, I have no idea. I mean, if you think about everything you do, you need, like, the, the checks and stuff. But, yeah, I remember it was a big thing because I was huge into those shows. And then um, they even had one. You're a Bachelor guy? No, no. I, I, I'm more on the reality TV. All that show scripted anyway. But, like, you know, I watched it because it was, like, all these dumb things, you know. Like, you know they're not going to find true love. They had one female, I Love New York. She was a spinoff from the Flavor Flav one. And there was this guy named, like, Mr. Boston. He's some, like, geeky dude from, obviously, Boston. And he gets, like, knocked out in an episode. But whatever. Long story short. Sorry. Off the rails there. Uh, yeah. I watched Rock of Love all day yesterday and absolutely loved it. It was great. So, yeah. But, uh, Mikey, let's do what we somewhat do best and talk some sports, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, baseball's starting up this week. Spring training. Woo! Yeah, can't wait for that three hours a night to put me to sleep. But football has ended. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah, right. Are the Super Bowl champions, as we all know. So, Mikey, this is kind of like a a bridge episode, right? Next week we'll dive more into baseball, things like that. Football just ended. Yeah, it's a Cam Newton episode. Exactly, exactly. I mean, at least you and I can throw a football, but... Let me ask you this. I started thinking to myself this week. Mm-hmm. Should the number 12 be retired around the National Football League when Tom Brady retires? Every team retires the number 12 in honor of Tom Brady. Do you think that should happen? 
Uh, do I think it should happen? No. Do I think it will happen? Probably not. I mean, how many numbers around the NFL are even retired in the first place? Are, are there a lot? Like, uh, who, I think a lot of teams just do like the Ring of Honors type thing. Right. Like, yeah, like in Green Bay. They, exactly. I don't necessarily think number 12 should be retired because, I mean, too, there's some, I mean, there's some positions where you can only have a certain number as well. It's not like, you know, it's not like right. baseball where you can just choose like, oh, I want, I want 99 or I want zero to be cool. But like, no, I mean, I, I, I don't think it should happen. And no, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I don't, I don't think it should happen. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it should happen uh, because, you know, I get it. He's got seven titles now and his 21 seasons in the NFL and you know he's obviously the best at all time at what he does a few scandals here and there wink wink nudge nudge (laughs) you don't say so I don't I just I think it's weird that like I don't know I I get like with like Jackie Robinson okay he broke the league's color barrier that was a monumental thing that was bigger than the sport Willie O'Ree will get into that a little while more in this episode he's gonna have his number retired by the Bruins you know how about Gretzky I'll get into that in a second here's my thing we know about Brady right the 10 Super Bowl appearances seven titles five-time MVP I, I I'm not gonna bore you with the stats everybody knows okay I'm gonna know because it's different than Gretzky and hockey, Mikey. Gretzky helped grow the game in the United States, right? That was like the big trade coming from Edmonton to L.A. You know, the, the United States had Bobby Orr in the 70s, but they didn't have like a, monu- you know, like, a, like a, a key figure, right? Wayne Gretzky was that guy, and I personally, I don't think Wayne Gretzky's numbers should be quote-unquote retired by the NHL because it really isn't, but it is. It's I like know, yeah, it's what, yeah. Football's already been established as the nation's sport. You've had guys like Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, you know, uh, who's another quarterback that, you know, Joe Montana, things like that. So Tom Brady is just another guy like that who has seven titles more than anybody else. But let me ask you this, Mike. Who's the greatest player in baseball history? Uh, Ted Williams. So a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people would say Babe Ruth, right? People still wear the number three, right? Yeah. Greatest basketball player of all time? Patrick Ewing. Nice shot. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Another big daddy quote for you rookies out there. There you go. Oh, wow. I actually, I'm actually surprised you got that. Uh, no, but Michael Jordan, right? People still wear 23 in the NBA. And now, you know, I guess, you know, looking back, like I said, Wayne Gretzky, I guess if you want to make the argument, I don't see it, whatever. I mean, he's got all these numbers and things like that. For some reason, a lot of people feel the same way with Mario Lemieux, that they shouldn't wear 66. I know when the Islanders had that prospect, Josh Hosang. Who the hell would pick number 66 anyways? I I don't know. Well, he wore it upside down because of Gretzky, but... Hosang wore it, I think, because of Lemieux, but he got a lot of backlash, but whatever. But the universal retirement of a jersey number just because the person is, quote-unquote, the best of all time, I no, I, I, I disagree with that because it's like, why are you going to tell me my team can't wear this number? Because somebody who's never played for my organization, just because he was the greatest, can't wear it anymore. Uh, just, you know, was the best. I disagree with it. Yeah, um, I mean, if you want, if you want to honor a player like Brady, like he should be in the future, you can go ahead and name I don't know the AFC Championship trophy after him, the Super Bowl trophy, you know, something like that. I don't think you have to necessarily right. retire his number. No, and you know, it's just say Trevor Lawrence becomes what is he going to presumably wear? Sixteen is not what he wore at Clemson. Say oh, he goes, what? Oh yeah, and he brings the London, and he brings the future London Black Knights to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, okay, and say he gets all these titles. So now do we have to do we have to now retire 16 around the entire league because of him? Yeah. I just, I just think it's a slippery slope and you know like you said it was a good point. In football, you have X amount of numbers per position, right? Offensive linemen are usually in the 60s, defensive linemen what 90s 90s, yeah. So it's it's you know, let's not go down this slippery slope. Don't become the Yankees, don't become the Celtics where just because somebody 
hit a basket or you know field a ground ball cleanly, you got to retire their. This number. guy hit the first three pointer. <laughs> <laughs> For Christ's sakes, the Yankees have the number eight retired twice. How the hell is that possible? Yeah, that doesn't um, make sense. I, and, and for me, I'm—I don't know. I'm not—I don't like to just give a number to be retired just for the hell of it. Brady, yes, with the Patriots, it should be retired. But like with the Buccaneers, I don't think they should retire the number twelve. So why should the rest of the league have to retire the number twelve? Right, I, I'm totally out on it. I mean, I bet you, if you asked what all thirty-two fan bases around the NFL if, if his number should be retired, you'd probably get what eight. Eight total teams that say yes. That's all I can probably think of. What, so, eight teams that think the league should retire it? Eight fan bases around. I said probably around eight fan bases around the NFL think his number should be retired probably. Wow, that's actually higher than I imagined. I mean, I mean, it's, it goes back to like San Francisco's fan base, you know, Detroit's fan base. You know, he has, he has those connections with those parts of the country. So, yeah, yeah the Michigan one. Um, so you're a no, I'm a no. I just, like I said, I mean, am I, well, who do you think is the best hockey player of all time? Bobby Orr. Of course you do. I mean, you know, <laughs> Ted Williams is the greatest baseball player. Bobby you're Orr's the greatest. On one. Bobby Orr's the greatest hockey player. You got freaking Tom Brady's the best football player and Bill Russell's the best basketball player. Okay. So we will disagree on probably th- Half of those, okay. So, okay, but uh, anyway, here's my point. I mean, are you like unwrapping a Werther's original or something? Like Jesus. So, no. My thing with hockey is okay. Bob, you're in my opinion the greatest hockey player of all time. People still wear the number four. For God's sake, forwards and defensemen wear the number four. Now I know he he likes to see people wearing his number. That's fine. But it's like, why isn't that number universally? retired around the league that man changed the game if you you know defensemen didn't leave Short, the blue yeah. line. they didn't leave the blue line until bobby Orr. you have defensemen in the nhl that are mobile puck movers because of him krug mcavoy carlson out in san jose those kind of guys you know you could make the case he should be that four should be retired in the nhl and not 99 not four changed the game not 99 99 just had the points okay 99 also put up record numbers. Yeah, great. Big freaking deal. And and I love the people that always say, we'll never see anything like this again. Well, the way sports go, especially in football, especially in hockey, it's more offensively driven, okay? In the NHL, Ovechkin is less than 200 goals away from breaking Gretzky's record. And guess what? Maybe in 20 years, we're going to have a more fluid NHL that somebody can break Ovechkin's record. Who knows? Maybe that's a fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. The way the NFL keeps moving, and you can't touch these quarterbacks, maybe Mahomes ends up breaking Brady's record one of these days. We don't know. So just to retire a player's number because of his stats, I disagree with. Yeah, I mean, I hundred percent agree with with what you just said. Spot on. Terrific, uh, Mikey. Some other news in the NFL this past week: JJ Watt asked, and he receives his re- uh, release. From the Houston Texans, uh, are you surprised, Mikey, that he wanted to be released? No, I mean, especially after after the video that surfaced, you know, of him in the uh, in the press conference saying you know, he's embarrassed to be playing. Basically, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but right. he's saying I'm kind of embarrassed to be playing for this team right now. Like, like all these fans, they care so much. Blah blah blah. Like, like it's unacceptable what the product that's being put on the field. So I'm really not surprised he got released, but you know, it's. I was surprised when I heard that they didn't even like try to make a trade for him. Um, who teams or just? Oh no, I meant the Texans didn't even really try to trade him. Oh right, I see what you say. I see what you say. I mean, yeah, he went to the team and he wanted to get released. Good point. Like with the press conference, and then also too, like when he was for, talking, yeah. when he was talking to Deshaun Watson at the end of the year, walking off the field. Sorry, we wasted a year of your career, but and even um. Andre Johnson came out a couple of weeks ago on Twitter saying that they waste good players' careers. But first question, Mikey, where do you think J.J. Watt ends up? But, I mean, I think he ends up with Pittsburgh with his brother. That's, I mean, that's my, that's my first thing. But that's, that's already a team, though, in Pittsburgh that, that already has a damn good pass rush. Probably top two or three in the NFL. So does he really, is, does he really fit a need in Pittsburgh? No, but... 
I do think there's a part of J.J. Watt that really wants to play with his brother. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just – Or, know. you know, I said, I, said this the, I, I said this the other day too. Like, I think Pittsburgh makes sense. But to me, in my mind, a one-year deal with the Bucks makes almost too much sense. Yeah. I could see where a lot of people are saying that. But, I don't know. First reaction for me in my gut – I'm probably going with the Bucking, uh, not the Buccaneers. Um, oh my God! I just the, had, I just looked at the the the, the, the Broncos. No, the Packers. The Packers. You know, he played at Wisconsin in college. He knows that area. They love him. And you know, you get a motivated Watt on the defensive side to go along with a, mo- a somewhat motivated Aaron Rodgers on the offensive side. I could see something like that taking place. Short money deal for like one year. Try to win the Super Bowl. I'm I'm gonna say the Packers. Yeah, I mean I I could 100 percent see that happening, and then you know later on that season as a rematch, Buccaneers Packers in the NFC Championship, and like usual, Brady will prevail, and then JJ Watt will go be going, oh man, I wish I signed with the Buccaneers, man. Yeah, right. Uh, so my follow up question, Mike: Should the Patriots sign him? No, because look, I think their defense is fine. I think they have a top ten defense as it is. I like. So, no, I don't want them to sign him. I want, I want them to go full-blown on off. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought that was funny the way I said that, but I want them to go all in on offense this offseason. Nothing really to do with the defense. If you want to, you know, I don't want them to trade Gilmore either, but as of J.J. Watt, no, 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 no. I think, I, I think you have way bigger needs than J.J. Watt. See, I wouldn't mind him on the, on the defensive side. And you know what? We've talked about this. You know my stance on it. I think defense will always win championships. Right. So, I get it. They have a lot of work to do on the offensive side of the football. So, definitely spend 90% of your time focusing on that this offseason if you're the Patriots. I'd take them on the, on the defense. You're going to lose probably a couple of guys on that line. And, you know, so if you're going to keep getting younger, you know, might as well have them learn from somebody like J.J. Watt right off the bat. Like, You've seen the videos of him for years now. Putting yeah, in all the all the work, all the extra work. The guy wants to win. And Belichick, how many times over his years has basically like just you know thrown up at the mouth? That it's the wrong phrase I'm looking for, but he loves JJ Watt, things like that. Like I could see it happening. And also too, you know, you can make the case Watt's always injured and things like that. But Patriots had some success signing another defensive lineman who was often injured a little bit and kind of questionable when they brought in Chris Long and Chris Long played pretty decent for them. Wasn't anything flashy, but came in, did what he was supposed to do. And they won a title that year. So I'm, I'm for it. If they, if they can, you know, bring him in on a reasonable contract, I'd take JJ Watt. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like you said, Anthony, it's, I mean, I, I respect what you have to say. Like, I think you make some fair points, but you know, I just want them to go all in on offense. I, I don't, I mean, maybe you can do both. Can you do both? I mean, they do have enough cap room to do uh, quite a bit this offseason, don't they? Aren't they, like, top three in most cap? Uh, I don't know if it's top three, but I know they have a lot of cap room, which, you know, you I totally forgot about this thing. You mentioned it a second ago. Why not trade Stephon Gilmore? I mean, he's in the last year of his contract. I think he's 30. Get what you yeah. can for him. Just I think keep, it – Keep getting some youth into that team. See, I just think it, it all depends on what you do with quarterback. If you're bringing in a quarterback this offseason that you think you might be able to compete with and you think you might be able to have, you know, above 500 record, then I don't think you should trade Gilmore. But if you're going to go down the route of, you know, we're going to go Mac Jones in the first round, we're going to take a quarterback with 15, then fine, trade Gilmore. But I just think I – th- I think the quarterback has a lot to do with what's going to happen. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, so, all right, so – should all right. The first, the question is: Should the Patriots want him? You say no. I say no. I mean, should they want him? Maybe show a little interest, but do they need him? I don't think so. And and I don't think they really necessarily. They might want him, but you know, I don't really think they need him. Okay, uh, Mikey, staying with the Patriot theme, I guess this former Patriot Chris Hogan. I don't know if you've heard the news. It kind of broke yeah. out over the weekend. He's signing with the Premier Lacrosse League for the 2021 season. Hogan Pretty sweet. Played, yeah, Hogan played lacrosse at Penn State. Uh, I believe it was an All-American. All uh, the NFL receiver played 10 seasons, winning two Super Bowl titles with the Patriots. 
Also played for the Bills, Panthers, and a little bit with the Jets. Uh, when I was looking it up, Mikey, I totally forgot he was with the Patriots when they beat the Rams the second time in 2018. Oh, yeah. That's probably... I think he also made that, what, that ridiculous one-handed grab in that Chiefs AFC Championship game that, you know, a lot of people That's thought was right. incomplete. Yeah, remember that? That's right. He yeah, I totally like, forgot like about that. Bending part of his arm or something. Yes. I, I'm like, What a grab that was. Because, you know, NFL Network over the weekend was showing, I don't know, Super Bowl games. And, and I, I knew he was with them, with the Patriots, when they beat Atlanta. And I knew he was with Philly uh, when they lost to Philly, but I – couldn't remember if he was with them against the Rams, but yeah. you know, all the best to him, and it's actually going to be kind of cool to see. I mean, yeah, I mean, how many guys go from one professional sport to the next? Not a whole lot. Yeah, so that's definitely that's definitely uh, good props to him. So, uh, as I refresh Twitter, because I'm gonna we're gonna jump sports in a second, but just in case there's a trade. That's been rumored for a couple of weeks now. Nope, nothing. Oh, about right. Wensy? Yeah, just hurry up and trade. <laughs> I'm not going to waste I gotta any do, time. Okay, real quick. I, yeah. Okay, we don't, we don't have to waste time on it. No, go, go, go. go. I was just going to say, I got a weird feeling he's going to end up in New England, man. I don't think so. I got a weird feeling because I don't, I, don't I don't think the Patriots are sold on trading a first-round pick for a quarterback. And, and, let, and let's face it, Philly's not getting a first for – Freaking Carson Wentz. So they still, they're so dumb. They still think they should be getting a first, but whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give a second for that guy. <laughs> but whatever. We can, um, we can go into that more later. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, Mikey, jumping over to the local nine. We said it. The baseball comes back this week with spring training. Hopefully, it comes back as much as I think it's a boring sport. But was that, that supposed was... to be like the organ of the Red Sox? That's, that's the organ of uh, play ball. Oh yeah. What's the <laughs> other one that you like? The the center field. Look at me. Is that the song? <laughs> little, oh, yeah, yeah. So funny. I get a kick out of that. I know you love that shit. Uh, Mikey, your Red Sox in the news this past oh, week. God, they never seem to not piss me off. They trade outfielder Andrew Benintendi to the Kansas City Royals in a three, yeah, in a three-team deal. <laughs> the third in a treehouse. The- yeah. <laughs> The Mets were the other team in that trade. The Red Sox acquired two prospects, most notably Franchi Cordero. Hey, career 232 hitter, baby. Let's go. Who's an outfielder and three players to be named later. Two will be from the Royals, one from the Mets. Uh, Mikey, Benny was your boy. Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss him. I mean, don't get me wrong, Anthony. He hit like what, 105 last year in 2020? Uh, let yeah, me tell you this. Let me tell you, it was, it was pitiful, Anthony. Benatendi's year at the plate last year was absolutely pitiful. But let me ask you this, Verasso. Do you think the Red Sox ownership and management expected much from that 2020 club? No, they got club? what they wanted. After, after, okay, okay. So why, were they, why are they holding Andrew Benatendi's awful year against him when, in fact, they knew they weren't going to be competing that season and then they just give up on him? That's what's driving me nuts about it. It's like, okay, you go into a season, you go, okay, it's COVID year, no fans, this, that, whatever. We traded our best player. We don't expect much. And then when a player doesn't perform to it, I mean, it's one thing if you want to get a certain package for a guy, but when you sell low on a 26-year-old center fielder who was your number one overall pick a few years back, and then you just deal him for, you know, bottom of the dollar freaking value, like, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I mean – they're, they're making Red Sox fans lose interest in the entire club. Like, for example, for example, okay, I'm someone – I like baseball. I, I like the Red Sox. Anthony, I could barely tell you who the frig the Red Sox outfielders yeah. are going to be next season. So I'm, 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 I'm in a toss-up. I'm pissed off at ownership. I'm pissed off at Heim Bloom. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't – is Ben Attendee the best player on the freaking Red Sox? No, he's not. But guess what? I'm not ready to give up on him, especially when we saw what we saw in 2020 with his offense, excuse me, 2018, when his offense was damn good that season. The team was damn good that season. We got Alex Cora coming back, who I think helped Andrew Benatendi a lot. I think it's a bad look, Anthony. I think it's really bad. I don't like where this club is heading at all. Great rant. I liked it. I mean, you made a great point. Why did they sell so low on Benatendi? He only had the one really bad year. And like you said, Alex Cora coming back, changed the way that team 
hit the ball when he was signed in 18. Like, it, it was incredible. Probably yeah. for a couple of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It still worked. Everybody cheats, whatever. And that's in all those sports. But yeah. Yeah, what are they doing? I mean, you don't have bets. You don't have Benintendi. Right now, you technically don't have Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field. And there's rumors they're still talking to him or whatever. But, you know, why would you want Bradley Jr. instead of Benintendi? You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't Bradley Jr. a worse off hitter? Absolutely. I mean, last year might be a different story. It's hard to believe. But but as a whole – no, I I think as a whole, the Red Sox would rather value the gold glove center fielder and the guy who can, you know, freaking play eight positions over a guy that can maybe, you know, hit you some singles, maybe when he's on, bat for 290. But, you know, I'm, I'm pissed off about this trade because I'm pissed. Like I said, it pisses me off because it's like it's one thing if you want – it's one thing if you want to trade Ben Attendee when his value is high for a, right. good, for a good return. But, dude, you're trading for a guy who – who is the same age as Benatendi, and he's a career 230 hitter. Like, what the hell? What, what do they see in – oh, God. I, I, uh, I'm frustrated, Anthony. Yeah, I'm frustrated with this. Great. But, I mean, didn't um, – who's the DH there that watches all the videos on the iPad? When he's, yeah, didn't he have Martinez? a down here as well? I mean, the whole – that whole 2020 Red Sox team. They didn't the, – the management didn't care. They literally said, okay, we have 60 games until we can go to, you know, wherever the hell they vacation to. Like, they didn't give a rat's ass from the beginning of that season. Nope. And it's just definitely very questionable why they gave up on Benintendi so early. I mean, like I said, Anthony, I think a lot of the players really respect Alex Cora and, you know, so Ron Renicky. Who the hell wants right. to play for Ron Renicky? So. I don't know, Anthony. It's I've already. I don't want. I don't want to keep a hit and repeat on what I'm saying, but it drives me absolutely nuts. And obviously, so a lot. You know, a lot of Sox fans not in favor of this trade. The Betts deal. I guess. See, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. Okay, I'm sorry. I know, like they kind of almost had to, right? Like you're not going to give. They weren't going to pay him all that money, and he really didn't want to be in Boston. And, I mean, you saw how exactly. it worked out with another high-profile athlete that you paid a big money to that didn't really want to be here. It turns out bad. So, I get it. They kind of had to do that one. But this one, unless there were some character issues there, I don't understand why they traded Benintendi. Did you hear the end of that conference, too, after he got dealt, where he was yeah. like, it's good to be wanted? Because I saw that floating around. So, I mean, there's, some, there's, some, there's a little meat behind the scenes there, so, Anthony, somewhere. A little yeah. meat somewhere. <laughs> oh well, do you have to get so I just perverted la- every time? I just laughed. You were the one hammering at home, uh, <laughs> Mike. You so oh, what, what do you think the God. Sox plan is going into this season? Well, I I don't think they're expecting many fans in the stadium, so I think they're kind of in that you know let's try to pay as much. As, as little amount of money as our on-field product as we can while there's no fans in the stadiums because if you win 20 games and no one was there to see it, it didn't Great really happen. Mind. No, I, I'm with you. I mean, think about it. Like, All I'm saying is these prospects they're going after, they better be right. They're they better be right. time as to suck because they know nobody's watching. Nobody's in the stands anyway because of COVID. But might yep. as well suck, get all these high draft picks. And I think what they're doing now is just replenishing their farm system. That's all. And and like you said, nobody's there to see them. So who the hell cares? Did, it, did they really? In two years, hell, it could even be next offseason. But I'm thinking two years, let the money roll back in. When the Red Sox are doing what they do and they buy the big free agents again like usual, and then they have all these young guys coming up from the minors, nobody was going to remember these past two years. That's my opinion. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you. Like yeah, like I said, I don't I don't think they really expect <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't even freaking talk. <laughs> it's Spech. What I the hell does that even mean? I thought you were talking about the guy in Carolina, Spechnikov, to be honest with you. <sighs> yeah. No, but I was uh what I was saying is it was if it, it it feels like they're treating 
this team for the time being like a mid-market team. It's like it's like I said with with you know the whole Adam Gase going from Miami to New York. It's like moving the freaking Dolphins to New York by hiring Adam Gase by hiring Hein Bloom. So far, based off these deals, it's like bringing the Rays and moving them north. Now I sound like a freaking a broken what is it a, a, yeah. a broken record when people saying oh it's it, it's the Boston Rays it's the Boston Rays but you know. It makes so much sense. Anytime Tampa had a decent player, like oh, like oh, like like Evan Longoria. Oh, we can't re- we don't want to resign him. No, well, just let him go out the door. Whatever. It's it's the same thing. Yeah, which up I don't here. get because you know the Rays had. If you look at some of the players in the last ten to twelve years that the Rays have traded away, they had to. They they make what is their payroll like forty million something stupid low like that. Okay. They had a trade away price. They had a trade away Longoria. They had a trade away uh, uh, Chris Archer, even though they just resigned. You know, those kind of guys. And I'm forgetting. Oh, Carl Crawford, they had to let him walk. You know, it's just. That was a good decision, by the way. So, you know, and then you get these teams like the Red Sox, the Yankees, now the Mets, the Angels. They they just sign these big contracts. And I just don't, unless it's COVID related, but. They signed Heim Bloom to be their GM slash whatever baseball ops manager before COVID hit. It was October of 2019. President so of baseball they, they operations. Were, they were playing Moneyball before everything hit, so they can't use that excuse. I just, I don't know why. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I just, yeah, like I said, I think COVID has a lot to do with it. But also, it's like I remember growing up watching the Red Sox. Now, I, I don't want to sound like one of these like 65 year old guys. But, but um, like when I was growing up, it was always, you know, beat the Yankees, beat the Yankees, compete with the Yankees, beat the Yankees. Now it's, oh, we'll let the Yankees have their time. Yeah. I hate that. I absolutely hate that as as a as a fan of a team who's one of the top three to five highest payrolls in all of the sport. Yeah, this is me off. You know, I know the Henrys. They own the Globe and they own. They should freaking sell it. They, they own. That team over the, the soccer team in Europe. So, yeah, so, Liverpool. You know, I root against them just great. out of spite. so. I mean, does something tie in with all those three things? I don't know, but it is definitely, it's definitely very. It makes you scratch your head, right? Like it's it's the Red Sox. You know, to quote Moneyball and stuff like that. It's it's the Red Sox. They they spend the money. They've been they become the the nineteen nineties Yankees. Well, they they'll buy their World Series. I mean. I know you don't like that term, but that's what they do. They, they spend money on the free agents. They put a competitive team out every year. They can trade away their prospects because they'll just keep drafting more. It's just definitely very weird why they're all of a sudden doing this. But, yep. I don't like it. I don't, I, don't, I don't like where they're going, and I don't like what Bloom is doing. It's because oh, it, it probably has something to do with the freaking nerds. Well, yeah, Ben Attendee batted 103, and he's – He's projected higher than Franchi, but you know Franchi has a cool name, and people with cool names tend to have better careers in baseball. So, probably not some freaking analytical stat dummy sitting there thinking uh, that shit up. Mikey, your Red Sox also lost a big piece, <laughs> not as so much anymore. Uh, a couple weeks ago, but last episode we just devoted to the Super Bowl and Tom Brady. Dustin Pedroia, second baseman, retires after 14 year MLB career. Uh, right off the bat, Mikey, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about him retiring? Uh, expected. I think it was about time. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't really realize that he could barely yeah. walk a couple months ago. So I really didn't realize that. I didn't really expect him to come back and be, you know, an everyday second baseman like he once was. But I thought he might make another appearance here or there again. But you know, I think after hearing that you know he's he was really struggling i think i think it was time and what a career he had what a what an absolute dog probably the second best red Sox player of my generation who's our generation i think or t i mean position player maybe first but if you, you know. not to get into like a totally side different debate but i'm going manny before Pedroia. but go ahead okay well, I mean, we can debate that if eh, you want. I don't really like doing it right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. But Pedroia, you know what? I didn't, you know, I didn't know it was that bad where the walking was so terrible at the end. But the man played every – like, you hear players say, like, I never took the game for granted. I played every game like it was my last. This guy took every 
inning like it was his last inning. Every play was just all heart. He won three World Series with the team. He was the MVP in 08, four-time Gold Glove winner, Rookie of the Year in, I think, 07. Yeah, Silver Slugger. 07, yeah. Only 140 career home runs, 725 RBIs, 299 batting average. Those, um, yeah. He, he was a heart and soul player for the Sox. Uh, obviously, what sticks out is pretty much t- taking down his career was the play by, was it Machado when he was at Baltimore, sliding into second, taking out his knee? Yeah, the whole John yeah. Farrell. So, I mean, thing. it is what it is, but you can't say the man. He was he was probably my favorite player but, I growing up, probably. Yeah, you know what? He, yeah. And he wasn't the biggest guy either. We're both, we're both, we're both five, six. Yeah, he wasn't the biggest player. He, he would step in and whatever. He was, what did they call him? Like a dirt dog, muddy chicken type of thing. So, Dustin for Dustin. Like somewhat of a coaching role with the Sox. Uh, I, you know, I can see that happening in like a similar situation like Veritech is. Like, I could absolutely see Dustin Pedroia being a future baseball manager, couldn't um, you? He, I mean, he just has that. He just has that like sense to him where he's like so like emotionally involved in the game and stuff like that. Where you know, like even during the World Series one where he wasn't playing, he was in the dugout screaming and whatnot. Like, I just feel like I just feel like his heart's way too much in the game for him to leave. It completely. is, but I, you know. He didn't want to take over that leadership role towards the end there when Ortiz retired and stuff. So I don't know if you'd want to see him or if he would want to be a manager right away uh, or at all, but I don't know. I, he, he definitely cares see, a lot. I would sort of argue, I would sort of argue that he, he in a way was the only player who could put Ortiz in his place if they wanted to. Remember when that incident when Ortiz <laughs> smashed the bullpen in either, I don't know if it was Camden Yards or Yankee Stadium? He absolutely annihilated the bullpen yeah, in, yeah. in the dugout. And the first guy over there saying, what the F are you doing, dude? Chill the F out was Pedroia. I, I mean, love that scene. I can absolutely see Pedroia being like a bench coach, not not the actual manager, <laughs> you know? I can see him fitting that role. Oh, is that, have you like the future uh, manager's son? Yeah. Sitting next to him on the side? <laughs> Child. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Kudos to Pedro. Uh, you got to think they're probably going to retire his number, no? Yeah. Baseball no. Hall of Famer, yes or no? No. No. See, I'm curious, though. What second basemen have gotten? Because I, I feel like second base is a position that, like, I feel like people look at people's numbers rather than their numbers associated with their position. Because, you know, like, what second baseman has hit 600 home runs? No idea. That's what, like I'll, I'll have to look into it more, but as of right now, I would say no to Baseball Hall of Fame, but I might be able to convince myself if I do a little bit more research on the number of second basemen in the Hall of Fame and their statistics. So I might be, I might be able to get around on that at some point. But as far as 15 going well, up, I mean, oh, real yeah, quick, because he's the first second baseman that comes to my mind, I have his numbers, right, in his career. He's only got the one World Series. He's a six Chase Utley. Who's this? Okay. One World Series title, okay, six-time yeah, yeah. All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, 259 career home runs, 275 batting average. Uh, RBIs, 1,025. He he's in the Hall he's of Fame, not right? in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he should be in the Hall of Fame, no. but that's me. I don't know. Two, I mean, the home runs, it's yeah. actually pretty good for a second baseman, that number. But man, the two seventy five average. I, I, I think. But late, huh? If what's you his, ask me what his war is and all that what's his, uh... shit, I'm not answering it. And real quick, <laughs> so he's a Hall of Famer, Craig Biggio, no, right? But... I don't think he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. But mm-hmm. uh, seven time All Star, four time Gold Glove, five time Silver Slugger, two hundred ninety one home runs, two eighty one average, uh, one thousand one hundred seventy five RBIs. He's a Hall of Famer. So I don't. Th- does he have any? Does he have any MVPs? Okay, I don't okay, think you get one of the guys that I've mentioned should be a Hall of Famer. Yes. Okay, at least you're consistent. But, you know, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but, you know, while we're at it, those old Philadelphia Phillies teams with with uh, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Brad Lidge, Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins. They, they should have solid squad. I like that. That, that group I, have had I like at those least teams. two titles, not just the one. But, and especially – 
was it 10 yeah. when they had like uh it was 09 when they lost in New York. I was in New York City when that when that final out happened when the Yankees clinched dude, it and I was they, pretty pissed. Like, I was right in the like middle of Manhattan. Lee. I'm talking about after that year because that then they got Holiday. So they had Holiday, Cliff Lee. Uh, I'm blanking off the top of my head here, but they had a stacked pitching staff. Cole Hamels was the rookie. It was also Cole Hamels yeah. too, he right? He was the rookie in 08. It was fucking dominant. Like, and then they missed management. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too bad Good the squad, front office man. was a joke, <laughs> so whatever. But other league roundups, Mikey, these are a little bit older. Because like I, like we said last week's episode was really just dedicated to Brady and the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. So these are a couple weeks old. Like we said, the Buck, uh, yeah, the teams are going back to spring training this week, MLB. So that'll be fun, I guess. Um, you have any plans, Mikey, to go down to Florida or Arizona to catch some spring training? I, I, although I don't know, maybe they won't allow it. But if they do, would you go down? They would have, they would have to pay for my flight, pay for my hotel, and pay for my travel and all that for me to for me to do that. I've never really had the interest in really going to spring training. Like I, I don't know. Like a, a lot of people, a lot of people like it. It's down in Florida. It's the middle of February. It's warm. It's baseball. Cool. I, I never really had a interest so, in all that stuff. So I've, no, I'm not going. I've never gone to a camp, right? Like a spring training team camp. I, my, I know my, I have a family member that has a condo right where the Red Sox play in Fort Myers. So, like, you know, a condo. A what? What? Oh. What? Yeah. I, oh, I thought yeah. I just, what do you think? I like, Rocky? I like in Rocky too, when the guy goes, I think you should invest in some condominiums. And he's like, really? I don't use them. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking about, you fucking idiot? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> what the hell was it? No. So, like, you know, my brother, my dad have gone down to like a Red Sox game down there. They said it's pretty cool. Um, the hell was it? But no, the only spring training game I've ever gone to was actually my grandmother has a condo in like the Tampa Bay Clearwater area, and the Phillies are like a ten minute walk from where she lived. So, coincidentally, I went to the to the Philly spring training game. Yeah, you know what? Of course you but it, of course it's kind of cool. Like, you get to see, like, you know, your players, but then you get to see, like, some young up-and-coming guys. At, when I went, it was, like, in 13. So they had, like, Michael Young, Chase Utley still. Uh, Papelbon was still there. So it was pretty cool. But, yeah. We'll get more into the spring training talk as weeks progress. The Cincinnati Reds signed closer Sean Doolittle, formerly with the Nationals. Uh, we mentioned this earlier, the Tampa Bay Rays bringing back right-handed pitcher Chris Archer. He was traded to the Pirates oh, a few I years like him ago. A lot. Uh, I think he'll be happy playing in the AL East this year. He doesn't have to complain when David Ortiz bat flips one of his home runs off him. Um, <laughs> I still like the guy, even though I disagree dude, with Chris Archer in that situation, obviously. Dude, but if, if I you're like Chris with Archer a lot. players celebrating like crazy in the NHL for scoring a goal, you're in the National League, right? Baseball players should be able to flip a yeah. fucking baseball bat for launching the thing over 400 feet. So, yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, if exactly. you don't want to hit it, guy, don't pitch it to him. That was it. I think his name was like Kevin Gregg or something like that. Was it with Baltimore? And Ortiz launched one off from earlier in the game, and then he flied out and he was yelling at Ortiz, and Ortiz just charged the mound or something. Like all these pitchers that are giving up <laughs> these home runs, like just don't give up the home runs. It's that simple. Uh, Twins resign right. Nelson Cruz. <laughs> the Nelson. Dodgers, World Series champion Dodgers, signed right-handed pitcher Trevor Bauer. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Remote Control. To a three-year, $102 million deal. My man can buy himself any <laughs> any kind of drone he wants to Not now. Bad. Uh, what the hell are the Dodgers doing, huh? And he's close. And he's closer to Elon Musk, speaking of drones. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers, man, that, that Dude, freaking pitching rotation is going to be stacked. That is such a contract for Trevor Bauer. He, how many, what does he have? One and a half legitimate years of being a dominant pitcher? Yeah, but it, it's, it's only three years. Whatever. I kind of like it. Because, hold on, 
How old is Charlie? You know, what, Mike, did you really expect me to look up the man's age? No, well, my cousin is friends with guy? him. I never hung out with him. 32? How old is your cousin? All right, but go on yeah, with your story. The same age, then. I was just going to say, I could see a player like Trevor Bauer coming off a Cy Young year, getting a five-year, six-year deal like that with, you know, 20 million bucks a year, and then after a year or two, it's like, oh, shit, we shouldn't have done that. Three years, to me, is perfect. For a team that's in win-now mode, the Dodgers, they just came off a World Series win. They're looking to do it again, man. That pitching rotation now with Trevor Bauer, he doesn't go out. He doesn't have to go out and be a number one. He has to go out and be a what, a number three in that rotation? So I kind of like it over – yeah, the money is kind of lengthy, but the three years is where I get kind of turned on. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I heard you. I, I just kind of turned on. Didn't know I heard it right. Uh, so he, he, Bauer is thirty, That's and he's right. actually from North Hollywood, California. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll that see if uh, any distractions take place. But um, yeah, they are the Dodgers are going to have a pretty damn good lineup. They're going to have Kershaw, Bauer, David Price should hopefully be back for them. Uh, I think they're trying to. I think they're trying to make up for uh, all those other, Walker they Bueller. Lost. Uh, and then they have the dude. They got the yeah. guy who's got like the red. Who's the Chinese guy or or, or oh, Japanese guy? Uh, what was his name? Urias. He wears like number seven. Yeah, he. Yeah, they have a lot yeah. of lefties, but uh, then they also have the 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 redheaded Afro guy in the bullpen there. He throws oh, like one oh five. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got like yeah, exactly. He looks like freaking uh, carrot top. I know exactly who you mean. Not I can't Justin think of his Turner. name. No. Let me see. Live radio. Dustin May. Dustin May. He, dude, he kind of looks yes. like you, but with red hair. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, dude. But, yeah, and then, and then also two of the Braves re-signed huh? outfielder Marcel Ozuna. Four-year, $65 million contract with a fifth-year option. Uh, Mikey Baseball is going to be back. We'll see. Uh, the yeah, Bruins. Be. Announced over the weekend, they have rescheduled the retirement of Willie O'Ree's number 22 jersey. Uh, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. It, it was supposed oh, to be retired this week. This However, the team will now retire the jersey January 18th of 2022, which is actually the 64th year to the day that O'Ree became the league's first black player. So, you know what? That's cool. They'll have cool. fans in the stands. The guard will be nuts. And, you know, good call on the Bruins. Like, who... Why are these? Yeah, you. I mean, that's something you definitely yeah, want to absolutely. see in, in front of fans. You know, his jersey or somebody else's. Like, why wouldn't? Why would you retire a jersey with no fans in the stands? Like, that's dumb. But, um, whatever. Good right. job. Good job by the bees. And what? Yeah, and I told you how I felt about that. It's like first Craig Smith comes here. Oh, I'm I'm wearing number twenty two. Okay, fine. A couple weeks later, just kidding. Yeah, you got to change that. Thought that was kind of I thought that was kind of ridiculous of the Bruins to you know just just give him the number and then like take it. It's like it's like, dude, you should have retired. Okay, I agree with ago. you on that one. They should have retired it years ago. Two, we don't know if the Bruins actually get did the Bruins like un, like post him wearing the number twenty two when they signed him. No, it was on the team it's website. Still not official. But also, two, I don't give a flying fuck what number something called the Craig Smith wears. Like, I don't. I don't either, but it's it, it's the whole like, it's the whole like reasoning behind it. It's like it's like I just I just don't think they really gave a poop about Willie O'Ree's number being retired until it became a you know a topic I just of think discussion. Re- All right, I, I'll, that's I'll just kind of my first that it should have been retired years ago. But when you had like a guy like Nico Elaranta flying around wearing twenty two, how can you not you know love that? Uh, that's a throwback name, huh? Uh, also, some news in the NHL this past week. Ron Hextall becomes the new general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes. Yes, the Ron Hextall, the legendary Flyers goalie, was the last GM of the Flyers before being fired because he wouldn't because he wouldn't fire the shitbag coach, <laughs> Dave Hextall, who liked to just sit there and watch his teams implode. Um, 
So, yeah, our names sound kind of similar, man. Yeah, man, our names kind of sound similar, man. You, so I don't think I can get rid a couple of you. cups in the front office with the Kings, but uh, Brian Burke also will be an advisor with the Penguins as well. But uh, Mikey, I know you don't give a flying rat's ass about the two teams in Pennsylvania for hockey, but when you heard that news, what did uh, what was your first thought? I was like, I was like, I I, I thought it was kind of funny because you know Hextall going to the, but you know. I just picture that guy because you know he was yep. kind of like a nut job, like on the ice. I I just picture him like behind closed doors, like you know the freaking he, he trades away a yeah. guy, the guy scores a hat trick or something like that. I just picture him punching the wall and throwing chairs around. All yeah, I mean throughout the office. Who wouldn't want to have a guy in the front office that sees a play he doesn't like, picks up a water bottle and just chucks it across the room, right? Like who who would ever do something like that? But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so I, when I first I, I don't heard, know. heard this, my first, my first he was entertaining was, oh, though. So you're a fucking loser, you piece of shit. You go over to the Pittsburgh Penguins, okay? You go to the <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins, you ass, like, oh, like you really gonna sell yourself out for that? I get it. It's a job. You got to take it. But then I was like, oh, okay. So this is shaping up perfect, right? Everyone thinks Pittsburgh's on the decline now. Crosby, Malkin's getting older. This guy's going to turn that franchise around and win a cup with Pittsburgh before the Flyers do anything. I'm convinced of it. So, I mean, yeah, look I at mean, the draft we'll picks see. you got from Philly. Okay. You got Sandheim, uh, Morgan Fraud. You know, you can go down the line. Carter Hart, all these guys. He, he's going to turn it around in Pittsburgh and it's yeah. just going to fucking suck. But whatever. Um, Mikey, sticking with your bees, though. The schedule to play the Philadelphia Flyers this upcoming Sunday outdoors at Lake Tahoe in California. However, however, Mike, however, yes, the Flyers have been basically yep. shut down with seven players on the NHL's oh, on the NHL's COVID list. That was okay. Their practice today, Philly, has actually just been canceled. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, Travis Sanheim. Travis Sanheim Kevin Hayes was the first one on the COVID list last week. He's since been taken off, but Travis Konechny's been added, so they still have seven guys on the list. All right? Now, because of this, the, the Flyers have not played a game till, since last Sunday against the Rangers. Now, there's talks that they the Flyers may not be able to take part in this outdoor game against the Bruins, and if that's the case, the rumored team to take their spot is the New York Rangers. Okay, an original six matchup. Oh, so, gross. The, the announcement should come this week. The Flyers, if they can play this week, they have a game uh, Thursday against the Rags, but we'll see. Okay? If you're yep. the NHL, Mike, who should you want to play in this game? A hundred percent. The Flyers and who? The Flyers. I mean, dude. The Bru- no, the, no, uh, Flyers and Bruins, like it was posted. God, just go first, and then I'll explain why. why. So far this season, those Bruins Flyers games have been wildly, wildly entertaining from just a hockey fan's perspective. I mean, those third periods have been. I don't want to see the Rangers and their rebuilding ass team in the freaking Lake Tahoe. I hope they all sink <laughs> through the ice. But friggin' no, no, yeah, no. I'm dead serious though. Like, like you should want two teams that's gonna give you the best product for a viewership on TV. I think Bruins Flyers so, gives you that, not the freaking Rangers. Okay, Mister Blau, they're not playing on the actual Lake Tahoe ice, like the pond. I get what you. Okay, it right. was. They, okay. they have yeah, a no shit built up right next to it. But Mikey, my friend, my little, my little. Irish friend there in Roslindale. You could not be any more wrong on this. You, you're right. Those Bruins-Flyers games, specifically the third periods, have been absolutely entertaining for Bruins fans. For Bruins fans, it's great. You know, you just shit on the team, punch them all you want. They're not going to punch back. No, they're, they're the <laughs> yeah, Broad they Street they boys. That, you know, maybe if you play a video game, these guys are just the Broad Street fucking idiots. Okay? They have nobody that can hit. They have nobody that can fight. They have one guy who can do that. Both of those mediocre Nicholas Abe Kubel. They're not like that tough. And, and nobody, 
and nobody who can I mean, make jealousy is a disease. Call me when you're call me when you're better. But okay, <laughs> if you want, if you're the NHL, Carter fart. If you're the NHL, well, like you want Flyers fart? Rangers. That's what you want. Okay. Why for the, the stupid rival? Who the fuck wants to watch the Rangers play? Oh, oh, because they had the previous number one and pick number out there. Oh. No, uh, because the if you're going oh, strictly media markets wise, okay, if you're going by revenue, you want Flyers Rangers. Number one is New York in the country. Four is Philadelphia media wise. But if you're going by strictly a hockey game, you want to watch one like a playoff type game. You want Bruins Rangers. Did you? I'm not a fan of either team. I fucking hate the Bruins. I okay. despise the Rangers. There was some chippiness. Oh, chippiness okay. Mike. There was some Mike, chippiness the other night. You had three fights in the Absolutely. two games. Well, you had back and forth games going. Yeah, yeah. There was big hits. You had um, who's the number eleven there for the Bruins? There, he he's a, the rookie there, Freddie. He fought Brendan Lemieux. Who oh, Trent I Frederick. Love. Okay, Lemieux should be a fight. That kid's a beast. They fight. Okay, Lemieux gets the better of him. They ISO to Frederick. First thing he says is, "We're going again." With a giant smile on his face. Okay. And, and you talk about goals. Those two <laughs> games are so freaking entertaining, Mikey. That was a playoff games, okay? So you're telling me you didn't get enjoyment watching yeah. those two games than the four against Philly? Philly hasn't put up a fight against the Bruins in any of those games. Those games were over before they even started. So it's the, the right answer is the Bruins and the Rangers. Show me a team that is going to punch and get punched back, and there's going to be some big hits. There's going to be some nasty rivalries there. Give me the original six game all day. Okay, fair, fair, but I just think the Rangers are not, you know, they're not really competitive. I mean, okay, you want to talk about those last two games? Fine, that those two games were really competitive. But from a perspective of what teams are actually might be there in the end, what teams are like, are the best product out there? I think, I think, I, I, no. I still think it's Bruins Flyers. For you know that how game. they say like absolutely stats can be deceiving, but your eyes don't lie or something like that. Yeah, but the rain. But the Rangers, yeah, I hear you. But the Rangers are just so they're the biggest media market not, in the NHL. Just, uh, you know what? And they're they what? Fucking play the their harder and better than Philadelphia did. Take the records out, okay? If you think the Flyers are the second best team in that division, you're on acid because they're not. I you don't, don't want the. It's gonna. It's gonna be a bad five-one game again, Mike. Again, the only people entertained by the Bruins Flyers games this year have been Bruins fans because it's been shit. Okay, they 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 hang around. And- well, 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 it's been shit for us for the first, you know. And then the third period minutes. comes along, and they just stomp the game right out. They're not. No, give me a game for sixty minutes. I want more of there's, that. There's some big hits. There's some fights going on back and forth. Those those Bruins Flyers games have been nothing. Okay, they've been paper houses. They look all nice. You know what does he say, my cousin Vinny? They're as thin as this playing card, right? They get all the shapes. They get all the angles, you know. But when you turn it to the right angle, they're nothing. It's thin. You can't. It's Bruins, Rangers. That's the right play. If I'm the NHL, pull the plug on Philly. Put in the Rangers right now. I mean, if you also want to argue, too, that, that the Bruins and Flyers have also already played an outdoor game. But, you know, that was like 10 years ago. But, you know. From from a hockey from a hockey standpoint though, I I'll keep saying yeah it. because I want you Bruins, want the easy win flyers because of the fact that these are teams these are teams that might face, face guess each what, other Mike? in the playoffs. You just want it one. You want the easy win. That shut I up. Want, You're like my brother when he plays NHL. He puts it on beginner and he's like, "Look it, I'm up ten nothing." <laughs> like, yeah, great. Hey, I play Madden on okay, all Madden. Yeah, whatever. I go all and, out for that. I don't care if they're gonna play Mike in in the NHL playoffs. Was uh, so so if the if it was Tampa so, and the Bruins, you would want that because they're going to meet in the playoffs. No, give me a good back and forth. I well, if Tampa well if Tampa was you know four take and the 12, records I would out say of the now. hell with that. It's a, it's more entertaining Bruins Rangers. I I hear what you're saying. It's more of a matchup versus it's more of a matchup thing. But you know, I just I don't nothing turns me on Dude, about the you Rangers. Are very. Charged up sexually this episode, Mike. Like, Jesus. Yeah, I know. I get it. It's an expression. Turned on by the Bauer deal. (laughs) Who the hell knows? And also, too, Mike. (laughs) I like aviation, all right? (laughs) 
is that your landing gear or are you just happy to see me? Uh, let's see. So, and also too, Mike, the, like I said, the Flyers haven't played since last Sunday. So let's, let's say they play the one game they, they have, they have scheduled oh, the on Thursday my eyes. I against, can't see. against the Rangers. <laughs> You're going in less in two weeks, one game played. The Flyers are going to look so sloppy. It's just even more. And I'm not making an excuse for them. It just makes the game that much more blah, right? Like, it's just – I don't want to watch a sloppy game. I want to watch two teams that just recently played each other and beat the snot out of each other. I want to see them play again. I don't know. <laughs> it might have to do with the fact that I wasn't I wasn't watching Big that Bruins-Rangers game live when it happened. I was out on the freaking two-degree weather ice. Mike, you had two games last week you would have watched. What? No. Over well, they, the weekend, no. One was Friday game. night, and then they played the Islanders on um, – fuck, man. They could yeah. – the, Yeah. The, the Islanders yeah, the game Friday I could game actually I even see being better than the Flyers. Like, it's just – oh, but see, you don't want that because the Islanders oh. can beat the Bruins. So you like the easy win. No. Because I, think, I, the, I just I think the Islanders I are a boring team. Like, as much as, like, the playoffs last year, watching the Lightning and the Islanders, that was just – I had money on the Islanders too, but I, I was at the point where I was like, I don't want them to advance. It, it just sucks watching them play hockey. But anyway, Mikey, yeah, I don't have anything else to say today. Do you? Um, yeah, no, I don't. I thought that was a good so. episode. Um, let me. There you go. That's that's good, uh, Mikey. Let me give you a little bit of advice before we sign off. Between. You getting all charged up for a big game and the Trevor Bauer contract turning you on. Do what you talked about at the beginning of the show. Go take a cold shower. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I just might. I might take a, I might take a cold shower and go for a friggin'. All right, well, Mikey, good episode. I'll there. talk to you next week.